sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Shine, sports investors. It is another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Monday, December 7th. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. This is the early line right here on Sports Grid, giving you the edge. I'm Dane Martinez, and as always, I got my main man, Kevin Walsh, burning the candle at both ends, trying to give you all the information you need to make it a profitable day. We'll try to put the fun and functional sports content at the same time. And, Kev, we had an incredible Week 13. Another shutout to add to the list, right? Another team can join the ranks of that. Some absolutely ridiculous last-second plays. We had some comebacks. We had it all in Week 13. We'll look at the playoff picture. We'll look at the draft order, which almost had incredible moving and shaking. We've got quarterback decisions maybe on the horizon for some teams. And we have, you know, a battle of NFC division leaders that went the way people did not expect. We had a lot in week 13, Kev. What were your big takeaways? How do you feel about week 13? Well, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, my quarterback room took a massive change. So it's hard for me to think about anything other than. Then that, and, I, and you got to appreciate the folks on Twitter who are who are basically treating me like I don't know anything about the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, hey, but hey, you <laughs> you guys do you 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 guys do you. I, I'll I will say this: we're gonna get to a point. We're gonna talk about all of these results. Yeah. Can the Patriots get a lick of help anywhere in the AFC to make this thing tighter? This is back to back. Like this has happened in another week where the Raiders at the gun beat the Chargers. And then the Cardinals missed what would have been a game-tying field goal against the Dolphins. And the Patriots couldn't get any help now. You have Deshaun Watson on his way in, fumbles, playing another fantastic game from Watson. And then you've got the Jets doing whatever in the world that was. And it's like the Patriots were 45-0. And it's just... It, it's all a waste of time. I, I guess to, to give a more concise answer to your question that I've obviously taken a ton of time to answer, I think I have finally kind of broken a lot of these top teams into tiers that I feel Ooh. comfortable with. You might disagree Ooh. with some of them, but we've got okay. three tiers that make up the top 13 teams in football. And tier three, a, lot of, a lot of them exist in tier three. Yeah. A lot. I'm sure they do. It's just like when you rank these quarterbacks, right? There's a big kind of middle level. I hear you. You keep getting stuff from the Patriots and their special teams. I keep getting what I need from the Chicago Bears and sort of getting what I need from the New York Jets as well. But let's dive on in Sunday night football while you maybe were asleep. I mean, if you're waking up this early and you're not named Kevin Walsh or Dane Martinez, you may have not Hmm. seen Sunday night football. But listen, talk to me what you think about this Chiefs performance Kev they get the win 22 to 16 right but five field goals from Harrison Butker Mm -hmm. right I mean they're dynamic of course they are Mahomes over 300 yards played well Travis Kelsey eight for 136 and one right but 
Denver was like hanging around in this game. Maybe it was like I mentioned the division rival weird things kind of happen. It's just by nature a tighter game. I don't know. Ultimately, the Kansas City Chiefs get the win to stay in, you know, the, the second playoff position in the AFC as we welcome in our radio audience from around the country, around the globe. Thanks for getting up early with us. What did you take from the Chiefs here? Like, what did you learn about the Chiefs, if anything, in this win? So, so you want to be careful giving teams an excuse. And one of the things I've never liked is when people say, ah, that team didn't care. I, like, it's the NFL. There's only 16 games. You care every single week. But the approach can be different. Think about that Tyreek Hill play, that crazy bomb that ended up landing somehow in his arms, right? When they should have replayed. And, right. Yeah. And the Chiefs just rushed to punt away. It's for me, there was a little bit of, I don't want to say a lack of focus, right? But there's a lack of worry. The Chiefs just kicked field goals the whole game long, right? They just take their points. And that's because they know that Denver is eventually not going to be able to score enough to beat Kansas City. I mean, they held Denver to 16 points. And in some ways, I felt like Denver played all right on the offensive side of the football. Denver had to lead, you know, at multiple points within this game. But I think for the Kansas City Chiefs, they're like, listen, we're going to take our three. Because we've seen them do this up against different opponents. They'll go for it in those situations. I've always So said, you think last night if it was the Raiders, they wouldn't do that? If it was the Steelers? Mm-hmm. If it was yeah. the, I don't know, you know, Titans? What, they wouldn't do that? Yeah, yeah I think they'd be going for it. I, I, and and, and I don't, I'm not saying that as a, as a cop-out. I think it's... Because this is kind of what we always talk about, the context of these situations. And I think for the Kansas City Chiefs, in this context, for them, they're like, look, let's just take our points. Over time, it will be enough for us to win this football game. And they were correct mm. in that. Because, Dane, they're kicking field goals on, on the four-yard line and, and things of that. You know, like, it, they're not, yeah. you know, yeah. so fourth and two. Like, the fact that they didn't go for that, and it was weird, though. But even that last field goal that they sent Bucker out there for, why did they not go for that? I mean, that made no sense. It was a fourth and three on, like, the 30. It's just a first down ends the game. Why do you don't need Bucker to kick up a field goal? And it just brings the lead to six. You could still get beat by a touchdown. They just said, you. we'll take points when we can get them, and we think it'll be enough. You know, you talk about the fight game a lot, right? UFC and boxing and stuff. It's almost like a boxer or a fighter who knows that the opponent can't hurt them. Who knows that the mm-hmm. opponent can't Great knock point. them out. And then the way Great they point. fight, they're content to jab them all night long and win on mm-hmm. points. The Chiefs can't be hurt. We'll talk about it more on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line, looking at all these games yesterday in week 13. And, you know, going into the week, uh, one of the games of the week, especially in the AFC side for the playoff race, was the Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Titans. That went down in Tennessee. And the Browns, listen, the Browns showed that they are a true playoff team, a true playoff contender. They Mm -hmm. go in there and handle the Tennessee Titans 41-35. Baker Mayfield. 
having himself a day. 334 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, this was built, I remember it saying, a battle of run games, right, Kev? The number one and two rushing offenses <laughs> in the NFL, right? The other thing I know I said here that we talked about is that Baker has been a good game manager lately. He hasn't turned the ball over now in like five yeah. weeks. I say all the time the Tennessee Titans lead the NFL in turnover margin at plus 11. Well, not yesterday, Kev. In that game, it was minus two for Tennessee. I don't know, like when you put all these things together, the package of what the Cleveland Browns are doing right now, everything from Baker controlling the ball to Chubb and Hunt to, you know, using a lot of the weapons they have. Shout out to Donovan Peoples-Jones to their defense with the return of Miles Garrett being able to do what they need to do. Miles Garrett, one of those playmakers that you know they have. Let's give time to the Cleveland Browns here, Kev. Like, how serious do you have to take them? Because I'm going to tell you the truth. They have the ability to do that in most games they may play going forward. Like, if you're not stopping Chubb and Hunt, if Baker's not turning the ball over, like, they have this in their arsenal, and they were scoring 40-point game before Chubb got hurt. Now they're back. But I think the critical improvement is Baker's development, Kev. Yeah, so this game had nothing to do with Chubb or Kareem Hunt and everything to do with Baker Mayfield. He won this game in the first half by playing the absolute best football of his career. Since he since back when he was wearing an Oklahoma Sooner jersey. No, so 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 that's the thing, right? So I think you and I are I'm gonna see if we can find some common ground on the Cleveland Browns here. Because okay. for you, everything goes through the run game. And for me, I'm like, they throw more than we realize. And Baker, at the end of the day, because it's football, is going to matter more than the running backs. Right? I think through the, the through a lot of the things that you say, though, right, it's they need to establish the run to make sure that that threat is there. I think the common ground that you and I can find is that they enter the games, Dane, with the run established. In that, if it is first down, right, 15, you know, like, Fair catch, first down, 15 minutes left, first play of the game, right? And the Cleveland Browns run play action. It is not as if the Titans wouldn't bite on that play action. Oh, probably going to run the ball with Nick Chubb. It is established at the start. But they come out looking to take advantage of these teams. And Baker gets in his rhythm through these play action plays. But this game was won through the air, unquestionably. I mean, the Chubb hunt numbers aren't even that impressive. And that was basically with an entire second half where they exclusively ran the football. They won this game through the air. And this was the best performance that the Browns have put forward all season long. You might say they won by six. The Titans put up 28 garbage time points. The game was over. It was 38-7 at the half. So I think that's the thing with this Browns team right now is everybody is worried about the run. But it allows Baker to continue to come out in play action and get this team in front and then they can turn it to their two backs and have them slam the door on these teams. This win, no matter what anybody has said about the Cleveland Browns prior, you now have to reassess. They are, at the minimum, one of these tier three football teams that is right there in the mix. If you believe the Chiefs can be had, then the Browns would need to be part of that conversation based on this result. 
Yeah, and listen, you know, when we talk about what will it take to beat Kansas City, right? I remember even last year we talked about this. Back-to-back weeks, right? The Texans went in there and won. Carlos Hyde punched them in the mouth. The Colts went in there and won. Marlon Mack went in there and punched them in the mouth, right? Maybe you could be Vegas and outscore them 40-34. to But you have also talked about teams like a Baltimore, right? We saw, you know, the AFC Championship games with a team like Tennessee, right? I believe a team like Cleveland could fit that bill. I'm not going to tell you I'm betting the Browns to beat the Chiefs or anything like that. Here's what I'll ask you, Kev. Can Kevin Stefanski get votes for coach of the year? Sure, absolutely. Well, I mean, they're they're 9 and 3 and they were a dumpster fire last year and we all felt like it was because of the head coach. And right now, they're playing they're playing really really good football. I mean, they have, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, the third best record in the AFC. Unfortunately for them, they're going to end up Buffalo playing Buffalo plays card. tonight, yeah. Right, but they're, they're going to be playing, you know, on the road because of what Pittsburgh's done this season, and that's unfortunate for sure. But listen, at the end of the day, Dane, th- this is how you can kind of correct things, right? Because Cleveland, if you look through when they've had to take that step up in competition, right, mm-hmm. the Ravens obliterate them. The Steelers obliterate them. But they did have that win against the Colts. This win, though, here at Tennessee – it's a, it's an incredible performance. It's legit. It, it really, really like because it was through. And at the end of the day, right? Whether we think that the most important piece, Chubb, big, whatever. At the end of the day, you're not going to win a Super Bowl without your quarterback playing good football. And that is the best performance of Baker's career: twenty-five of thirty-three, three hundred thirty-four yards, and four touchdowns. And he basically didn't play football in the second half. It was yeah, incredible. Sure it was. Sure was, and I had him on my bench in a matchup where I needed to get to the playoffs, but I digress. We could split hairs on the chicken or the egg of it all, Kev, but I think what we can both agree on, if you want to find common ground, the Browns have an identity. The Browns know what they want to do. The Browns are going to, you know, be themselves, right? Whether you call it the right hand or the left hand, the chicken or the egg, they're working with something, and it's going to be good enough. You call it a Tier 3 team. It may, in a month's time, look even better because in a month's time, it's going to be colder. In a month's time, there might be snow on the ground. Remember, the wind in Cleveland seems to be a legitimate weather factor, the only one in the NFL. So them having this kind of team seems to be like they were crazy like a fox the whole time about it. Let's go out west, though, to the NFC West, which is a division that looks different than it did 24 hours ago. And uh, by the way, there's another team playing tonight that could make that division look different as well. The Rams go into Arizona and beat the Arizona Cardinals 38-28 to in a division matchup. Jared Goff throws for 351 yards. Kyler Murray still... Does not look fully himself, Kev. He ran the ball five times for only 15 yards. The Rams defense did what they needed to do. Jalen Ramsey on D-hop, he had eight catches, but only like 58 or so yards. But I want to ask you, you know I talk about emerging rookies at this point of the season. Can we talk about Cam Akers? Can we talk about Cam Akers? 21 carries Kev, and listen, we talk about committees, right? Malcolm Brown, Daryl Henderson. If you're a committee, you don't have someone getting 21 carries. Cam Akers looks 
you know, like he's got a lot left in the tank. Like there's a lot of tread yeah. on that tire. And the committee approach now allows us to unleash Cam Akers maybe at the right time of the season. Talk to me about this Rams team that we'll talk about later, but is now, you know, tied for first place in the NFC West. Yeah, so, so this is one of my off-season takes at the beginning of the year I felt fantastic about, that Cam Akers would yes. be the lead back in L.A., and then he got hurt, and he was nowhere to be found. But slowly but surely, the cream rises to the top, mm-hmm. and Cam Akers has reassumed his role because he's the best running back on this team. There's a reason why, with their first pick in the draft, not a first-round pick, but still their first pick in the draft, they took a running back after watching... Todd Gurley have to leave in the fashion that he left this organization. Cam Akers is the guy. And by the way, he had 21 carries, 72 yards, and one touchdown. Cam Akers polishes off a couple of more runs. We're talking about, look at this Cam Akers. I mean, he left touchdowns out there aplenty. And he still had a pretty solid day. Sure. And, you know, Henderson runs for 40 yards on ones, too. You know what I mean? So that that game, that stable with, with Akers at the top right now, it's going to help these Rams. We'll talk about the division more when we come back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody, right here to the early line, giving you the edge. Big shout-out to all of the affiliates who are getting the edge, getting up on the grid bright and early with us, Dane Martinez and Kevin Walsh. We were talking about this game in the NFC West, Kev, the Rams and the Cardinals. Here's what I want to frame some of the Cardinals stuff as, and you tell me if I'm crazy. You know, we talk about the elements of a game, right, what they have, what they can go to. That's why we talk so much about the Patriots loss at Seattle, right? When we saw certain things out of Cam that we thought were going to be consistent and help you to a season uh, total. But what I want to ask you is kind of the inverse here when it relates to Kyler Murray. We know Kyler Murray is banged up on some level, Mm -hmm. right? Kyler Murray, since that time has not put up the otherworldly dual threat numbers that we were accustomed to in the first, like, two months of the season. Just hasn't happened, right? Mm -hmm. And so my two-part question for you is, A, do you think that is mostly because he's nursing something in the shoulder? And B, is that pretty much the reason or a big chunk of the reason the Arizona Cardinals have taken a step back? Defenses, they don't have this element to the crazy, ridiculous extent that they had in the first two months earlier in the show. Kev, you were talking about Russell Wilson playing to this Canton-level thing, right? And mm-hmm. that there was some natural regression. Well, guess what, Kev? Kyler Murray was doing that in the first two months of the season, literally outperforming Lamar Jackson's year of last year, right? And now, mm-hmm. whether it's because of natural regression, defenses having tape, having their ends keep them in the pocket, or the shoulder, right? That's not there right now and hasn't been there for the last few weeks. Like, is that... Isn't that the big difference, Kev? Yeah, so this is another kind of what we were just talking about. This is another chicken and egg, though, right? Because the this is there's a couple spots in this year, but the, the moment where something changed also lines up with another thing. His injury happened the same game where the run game started to be less effective. It does appear, out. though. Yeah, but it also does appear. Oh, God. 
does not matter that Kenyon Drake was out. Kenyon Drake was back. This it does appear though, right, that teams are selling out to stop Kyler's rushing ability. A lot of these bare four-six fronts keep mm-hmm. Kyler in front of them. Because the thing that we know with these running quarterbacks is their yards per carry are always very, very gaudy, right? Because they're scrambling, they're able to make guys miss, and typically they're not eyes watching them. Kyler still ran the ball five times, not a lot for him, in fact, very small. But it was three yards per attempt. 15, yeah. They are selling out. So is he right? No. But they're also making it way more difficult on him. This is, if we're going to bring Lamar into the fold, this is the Lamar stuff. Beat us with the arm. Kyler Murray completed his first pass for a 59-yard touchdown pass. And then didn't right. complete another pass until the two-minute drill that closed oh, out the me, first I know. half. <laughs> Trust me, I know. I was watching his fantasy stats on a number of screens. But I guess, you know, part of my question then is, right, like, can we expect some of it? Like, I I don't want to get too high, right? Right. And when Kyler Murray was breaking records and stuff, we didn't want to get too high. But I'm cautioning against throwing the baby out with the bathwater right now and getting too low. Because we're going to talk about, you know, the Minnesota Vikings and the San Francisco 49ers and the bottom of the NFC playoff race. But I want to caution, like, hey— if Kyla Murray does get right and they reintroduce some of this element, isn't it also plausible for pieces of this uh, Arizona offense to kind of come back? I just want to, mm-hmm. you know, not get too high, not get too low, not have any one result mean so much. Yes, something doesn't look right, but there's definitely the potential for Kyler to make you pay if you start fading Kyla Murray in this Arizona Cardinals offense as well. But the Rams get the win and are tied for first place in this division because the Seahawks went down as double-digit favorites at home to Colt McCoy. Let me say that again. The Seahawks went down at home as double-digit favorites to Colt McCoy. The other way I can say it is they lost to another division leader in the New York Giants who get their fifth win of the season. Kev, I know we talk a lot about what makes this, uh, the Seahawks tick, the chicken or the egg, the left and the right. Let me bring something to you that is different than anything you've said and anything I've said. You know what I noticed in this game? That seemed to be abnormal for me. And you know the way Russ makes plays? The Giants sacked Russell Wilson six times, Kev. Russell Wilson doesn't usually get sacked six times. He usually turns some of those plays into 23-yard catches by Tyler Lockett. That also seemed weird to me, but the Giants did their thing. Wayne Gallman continuing to look good, 135 yards in the ground. And the Giants now are leaders in the clubhouse in the NFC East. So I want to give the Giants their credit because the Seattle Seahawks yeah. are the story here, but I want to give the Giants their credit. They are now 5-7. and seven. They are now minus money to win the NFC East. All signs wow, would point are. to them being wow. able they, – yeah, they're now minus 175. All signs would point to them being able to do that. They will still be underdogs in all of their games leading up to Week 17, but as proof here – that's why we still play the games. This is not a Madden simulation. You got to go out there and you got to make this thing happen. And this is as good of a win as the Giants have had in a very, very long time, probably since Eli Manning was quarterbacking for this football team. So this is an absolute huge moment. They're going to feel like they got somebody in Joe Judge, and they should be 100% excited about it. 
The Seattle Seahawks right now are pissing me off. At the end of the day, you and I can debate Chris Carson all we want. I, I, it doesn't sure. really matter right now. Put on little they, chef's hats. They have gone back to the BS that they did last year. And I cannot believe this. I cannot believe that they did what they did in the beginning of the season, where they were throwing the football, electric, unstoppable Russell Wilson. He was playing so well. Dane, they had the worst defense in football by a country mile. Historically bad. Mm -hmm. Like, through the first five weeks of the season, no defense had ever given up more yards. And they were five and zero. They were unstoppable. Russ was minus money to win the MVP. And now, and now they are back to the same garbage. We'll hand it off here. We'll get behind the script here. We'll throw an incompletion. Oh, look, we've got sacked. The drive's over. And then what happens? It's seventeen five, and they go, "Hey, Russ, think you could save us? Do my best. Throw, 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 throw. Touchdown. Down five. Jeez, Louise, man. I mean, and again, hey, Russ, can you save us? I'll do my best. I'll get us out to the 30. I'll, I'll, but working against the clock, everything's predictable now. Gonna be hard. And then they don't get the job done. At the end of the day, like, let's just forget the Carson stuff for a minute, right? Because Chris Carson was back for this game. They scored 12 points against the Giants at home. That's not the point right now. They are back to the same goal. They can't win this way. They're never going to win this way. Never. This, there's a reason why they played Josh McCown to a, to a damn near draw last year in the playoffs, and then the Packers boat raced them, and they got bounced. If Russell Wilson is ever going to get to a Super Bowl, they're going to have to go back to the Russell Wilson that was minus money to win MVP. I cannot believe these buffoons are back to this nonsense. It is insane to watch. How is this possible? I think it is possible because style makes fight. Um, I think it is possible because even when they were 5-0 and and Russell Wilson, we literally opened shows, Kev, with being like, and Russell Wilson pulled a rabbit out of his hat, and can we rely on Russell Wilson to pull a rabbit out of his hat? We will see. These teams will continue to evolve as the, de- the defense is still, you know, getting better. You know, you talk they about the points the that they are allowing, the right? The, the yep, defense so we'll did see. what I mean, they, they got needed safety. to do against they got a Colt safety, McCoy. For goodness sake. Yes, yep, absolutely. You the, know, the so defense we'll did see. what they needed to do. But Dane, yep, in the beginning did. of the year, right? That's what I'm saying. He was pulling a rabbit out of his hat because the defense couldn't yep. stop anybody. I mean, you and I could have gone yep. out there, ran a little read option keeper, and one of us has taken it to the house. At the end of like, yep. but now they gave up 17 points. They pitched a shutout at half. How was the game not over at the half? The game should have been done. We should have never we never we should have never tuned back into the game except for when Scott Hansen was giving us, hey, look, a meaningless touchdown from Wayne Dalman. Oh, hey, look, Carlos Hyde just bumbled into the end zone. Twenty-seven to seven is your is your score right now. And instead it was five nothing at the half. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, uh, there's also, you know, and I don't want to say I'm not saying this in relation to other uh longstanding debates we've had, right? But do you fundamentally believe that every team like, like has a stinker in there in their season. But they like, were bad could... last week on offense. They were back to being boring. This is not just this bad. Is no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Wait, Kev. I'm not talking about like in the essential conversation we're having about their offense doing this or doing this or doing this, right? Yeah. On its face. In the same way, like, remember Pittsburgh, Baltimore, we're like, we can draw a line through this game, right? Like, do you give teams yeah. that throughout the season? No. I'm, well, 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 yes. I do not give it to you at a, as a 10 and a half point favorite. 
at home against a backup quarterback for a team who's had entering the game four wins, right? Two of them against Washington, one of them against Brandon Allen, and the other yeah. against Carson Wentz. That's who they've beat, just so everyone understands this. They've beaten Alex Smith, Brandon Giants. Allen, Kyle Allen, Carson Wentz, and Russell Wilson. One of those doesn't belong there. That's an unacceptable performance. They're now, and by the way, I know they're tied with the Rams. They're off of a tiebreaker right now. So right now, they're not going to host a playoff game. At this point, right now, what they would do is have to go to the Giants and yeah. see the same exact Ridiculous. team again. The Giants, let's talk about this. The Giants have now won, I believe, four games in a mm -hmm. row, and they're doing Absolutely. so with their backup quarterback. They're doing so without their Pro Bowl running back. They're doing so with a lot of pieces having been missing for a lot of the season. We have the revolving door in the NFC East. The Giants have a lot of things where the arrow is pointing up and you mentioned it themselves yourself. Giants fans may have feel like they have found their head coach as well. They're playing for Joe Judge. What we talking about what we saw the NFC when we come back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back, everybody, right here to the early line. Kevin and I going through what we saw in week 13. We're talking about some of these NFC teams. We're seeing that the NFC West is a little bit different. Let's take a trip to the NFC South, where the New Orleans Saints went to the Georgia Dome to see the Falcons. I got to tell you, Kev, I was very intrigued because, you know, we talked a lot about, like, the Colts and Titans playing each other twice in three weeks. Right. But this is the second time in three weeks that the Saints and the Falcons are playing each other as well. And I thought, you know that this would be the second time that the Falcons defense and Raheem Morris, who was apparently a godsend, is seeing Taysom Hill at quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. And I feel like, much like seeing Tim Tebow the second time, or Lamar the second time, or RG3 the second time, there was going to be some adjustment, right? And maybe they did adjust, because Taysom Hill, in this effort, was throwing the ball, Kev. Taysom Hill, 27 to 37. Taysom Hill, 232 yards. Taysom Hill throwing for touchdowns. Michael Thomas with a stat line that looked like Drew Brees was his quarterback. Nine for 105. The Saints score enough, and they get the job done. They are now, you know, in the one seed, have won something like nine games in a row. And when teams like Seattle or Tampa or others are faltering, they are doing so with their backup quarterback. Their defense continues to perform. We've been talking about the improvements on that side of the ball for New Orleans as well. This is a very heartening effort for Saints fans. And it's in my opinion because you saw Taysom Hill be able to do that other quarterback stuff in this one, Kev. Yeah, 27 of 37, throws two touchdowns, his first two career touchdowns. You, you mentioned, like, for Atlanta, it wasn't an awful performance. 
you know, they attach a little bit more through the air. The, the Saints scored uh, their third touchdown of the game with nine minutes remaining in the third quarter, and that was their yeah. final points of the game. So that, that's not an awful performance. I'll never wrap my head around Taysom Hill becoming the starting quarterback and it tanking Alvin Kamara's receiving uh, value. That just will never make sense to me, ever, ever, ever. But it has. Uh, and Michael Thomas is now all of a sudden kind of coming back to form. The big thing for the Saints is – they are now not only you know clinching their spot in the NFC, which they have, unless they lose out, they've locked up the division win, which means they're going to get a home playoff game, which, of course, is very, very important for them. Dane, they've missed Drew Brees for now Zero. eight or nine games. Okay, they're eight and zero without him in the last two seasons. This is eight and zero without him in the last two seasons. And then you have to, if you have to back out eight wins for the Saints in the last two seasons, I wonder what their winning percentage is with Drew Brees comparatively. I mean, you know, if this keeps on going, Drew, Kev, if this keeps going like this, do the Mm. Saints have a decision on their hands at all? No. Not like Drew Brees not coming back from eleven cracked ribs and a punctured lung. Like, what happens if he Brees comes back in week sixteen, and that's when they mm-hmm. lose? There, you know what happened. You know what's funny though. Last year, literally the first game back from Drew, I think they played the Cardinals and lost. There's right, no. After there's Teddy there, went like five and zero. Oh. Yeah. Mm, there, there's there's no quarterback controversy. The only thing is that it gives you more breathing room. You know, Doc last yesterday was saying like that he thinks Drew's going to come back. He thinks he yeah. thinks Drew's going to come back next week against Philly. But I don't know why they think that's necessary why? to bring him back. But that, again, they brought him back sooner than you would have thought last year, probably yeah. right with the thumb injury. It, it it's weird. It's kind of how the Saints roll. But no, there. I'm telling you, you know this. This is Drew's last year as well. They're not going to have him finish his career like Peyton Manning on the side watching Brock Osweiler just to come back in. And that happened because Peyton was horrible. Drew was playing some fine football, not incredible football. And I, by the way, cautiously view the Saints in a positive light because I worry about what Drew Brees will be off of 11 cracked ribs at, at his age. I want 100% worry about that. But we there were is, worried there... about his, like, depth of target and stuff, The how dynamic was this offense under Brees, you know, in, like, October, let's say. Like, yeah. that was the conversation, right? Had Drew Brees fallen off the cliff. That was part of the narrative around these Saints. Which is, again, when they didn't have like, Michael Thomas and they and the Bucks were in first place. Yeah, like, I will, I will be willing to go against the Saints in January. Now, if Taysom Hill was the quarterback, I'd still be willing to go against the Saints in January. Yeah. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Again, he's beaten Atlanta twice and a Denver game that doesn't count. It, it Like, at the end of the day, result is the result. When you're starting to back up quarterback, result is the result. The, the other crazy thing is they've now locked themselves into Taysom Hill as their starting quarterback for next season. There's no way that's sure not have. the case. They sure have. They absolutely sure have. And, you know, I think Sean Payton is excited to, you know, join the rest of the NFL and being able to do some of the things, you know, he would like to be able to do that he sees around the league. You know, Kev, um, I want to talk real quick about this other NFC game before we get to the last one with playoff implications, and it's the Bears and the Lions. I mean, whoa, talking about going full circle here, right? Earlier in the season, the Bears 
pull out a victory against the Lions that they had absolutely no no right getting. And now, full circle, the Lions pull out a win against the Bears that they have absolutely no right getting. Mitch Trubisky fumbling in a situation where all you got to do is get a first down, keep the clock moving. I don't know what they are doing, but I honestly believe, Kev, like at the beginning of the season, what happened against the Lions was emblematic of their 5-1 and start. And what happened yesterday is emblematic of the fact that they haven't won since then. I feel a little bit better about my under ticket. You know, they came all the way back. Marvin Jones with a touchdown. Jesse James with a touchdown. Cepheus with a touchdown. And the Lions, you know, win one for Daryl Bevel. You know, the, the the Bears thing is as funny as I've seen. I mean, all of, like, and I and I told you this after the Vikings game. I said, Dane, look, I'm out. They're a mess. That's the worst offensive performance I've seen all season long. They're not right. They're gonna like the quarterback room is done. Foles isn't the quarterback. Like all of that, right? So I've not yeah. watched them these last two weeks and been like, come on, prove me right. No, I, I've said I can right, see. Right. It. Like, there's nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, no, listen, it's a yeah. mess. With all that being said, though, I guess the one reason why I feel like. I was vindicated in saying this team is in the mix no matter what. It took them a six-game losing streak. They needed to win one of their last six, and they would have been tied for a playoff spot right now. Hmm. And it's just been it's been so crazy to watch. Like It's so funny, but, Dane, when you and I will go through that giant schedule, right, and I say, look, Dane, they're yeah. dogs in all these games, and if you look at it, it's yeah. very difficult to find a win. And you'll always do a very good job saying, I hear you. I agree, but upsets happen. You give them a half win. They might find one somewhere, right? Yep. And the Giants just beat the Seahawks in Seattle because sometimes teams find a way to win. The Bears have had six opportunities to find a win, just one, and they'd be 6-6, six and six, tied with the Cardinals and the Vikings for that seventh and they final They found a bunch in NFC. September, Kev. Maybe it's the law of averages because they found some in September, didn't they? They sure no, they, they did, right? And they were five and one, right? Dane, if they turned around and went one and five, like get fine, law of averages. They've, won, they've lost six in a row. Like it's yeah. them, the Jets and the Jaguars, as far as losing streak goes. Like it is it's so crazy how much that's just all crumbled. And it's in and again, like you watch Trubisky at the end there. It's just like and that was the that was the thing about the, the Bears as a whole. Like, I was done with the Bears in the beginning of the year. And then they put my boy Nick in. And I'm like, listen, we're going to ride this thing out. But once Trubisky yeah. was the quarterback, listen, there's nothing to see here. And what a disaster for him at the end. What a disaster. Fugazi. Forget about him. Let's go to the game in the NFC, though, that I have saved for last because I wanted to give Kevin all the time to break this down. Kev, you know what we're talking about, like, the Seahawks and Carson or whatever? Like, yo, Kev. The Packers have the triplets they need. Aaron Jones, 15 carries, 130 yards. Devontae Adams, 10 catches, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. Oh, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, one of the still existing MVP candidates in the league. If you want to call them only one candidate, if you want to say there's two, if you want to say there's more than that, Aaron Rodgers is one of them. Another three touchdowns for him. They seem him and LaFleur seem to be, you know, kind of telekinesing with their play calling. They get it done again. The Green Bay Packers win. And, Kev, like, are these, like, the best triplets 
in the NFC, quarterback, running back, receiver, when they have these three guys available and going, it's very tough to stop, Kev. Yeah, I, I mean, I think right now, what's the other trio you would argue for? Russ, DK, and Carson would, would really be the other one. And and outside of that, I don't even know if there's anybody else that would enter the conversation. Kamara, Thomas, and Breeze. But, but Breeze has been banged up, and the Kamara, Thomas. But still, like, you know, high. they can do it however they want. You, you want to play the pass? Aaron Jones will gash you for over 100. He led the league in touchdowns last year. You want to step that up? Great. Single cover Devontae Adams. See what happens. You want to allocate everything to those two? Then all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers can still make magic. Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon, and yeah. others. And that's when Rodgers can pull the strings. They're complete on offense, Kevin, in a way that a lot of teams are not. Well, this is why. I mean, I told you this is going back at least a month now. The Packers have been my horse in the NFC. I think that they are the best team in the NFC. I know everybody is very, very concerned about their defense, but Jair Alexander is a great corner. They've got guys that can sack the quarterback, get after the quarterback, make plays. And their run defense, while being a problem, at the end of the day, if you're playing in front, is what the Chiefs did, right, for years. They had the worst run defense in football. But you had to get out in front in order to make it matter. Right, And if you didn't, it didn't matter how bad the run defense was because you can't run the football when you're down by 10. So for Green Bay, I, I, I do view them as the best team in the NFC. They, they've been my horse for a, a very long time, and there's nothing that happened in that game that changed it. Rodgers could still be out there throwing touchdowns right now. It's just the Eagles didn't require it from him. And Aaron Jones, like the, the final numbers look better than he was over the course of the game. But sometimes that's all I ask from a running back. Hey, can you close the door? And, hey, if you hit a home run while doing it, great. And that's what he did. He had 14 carries for, I think, 49 yards, whatever, something along those lines. And then he had a 77-yard home run. Sure. That's all you need. Close the door. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we think the Packers are rounding into form. They now, you know, have a working margin, at least in their division. And we'll see where they stack up in the top of the NFC. They could be primed for a two seed potentially moving forward. All right, Kev, let's talk about these Eagles. Um, <laughs> Kev, here's what I'll say. They look better under Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts moved yeah. the ball. Jalen Hurts has that other element. When you have a piss-poor offensive line, like we've been talking about, having that element is sort of important. Like, like I, I'll, I'll leave it to you. Like, what, what's up with this offense? What's up with this offensive line? What's up with the development of Carson Wentz? What's up? Who do you, as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, want to see for the next month under center for the Eagles? So I think the Eagles are in a very, very odd position because when you have a paid franchise quarterback but then someone that you drafted sure. in the second round, that's what's made this all so difficult to figure out. Ultimately, Jalen Hurts came in. It felt like there was a spark. Now, I'm telling you this right now. People are going to overstate the spark. They are. right. Him being able to scramble. Wentz has been scrambling as well for the most part of the season. It's actually okay. been the only thing that he's kind of gotten correct. As far as him throwing a better football, the, the throw to Greg Ward Jr. was great. They were also in fourth and 18 because he completely sailed the ball sure. on a wide-open Greg Ward Jr. that he had to catch sure. out of bounds, right? Hurts got sacked three times. Wentz got sacked four times. Like, How did Hurts get sacked as much as Wentz? The offensive line is still a disaster. But here's the deal right now. One of the bigger problems for Philly is I just don't know what's wrong with Doug Peterson. He's not adjusted to what Wentz has been playing. Just it's, You can make a switch. See what Hurts has. Throwing into the Saints defense, tough, 
You got to make a switch, though. When you have an opportunity, inject some life into the team. Let Hurts quarterback next week. Kevin has crossed the threshold. We'll come back with more early line after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the early line. Giving you the edge on the grid, breaking down all the football we saw over the weekend. And I got to tell you, Kev, the best game of the weekend was a game that was not even put together until Thursday of this week. I don't know, Kev. Did you see this BYU Coastal Carolina game? I mean, come on. From the Coastal Carolina 5-9 center, right, to the absolute Bush League nature of the end of the first half, to the fact Mm -hmm. that... As you see right here on your screen, the game literally came down to a yard. I don't know if this augments the case for anybody, but this was fun to watch on the teal turf, and I am happy that I got to see it happen. Do you think maybe we can have an odd rivalry? Like, at some point in the next five years, they said, Coastal Carolina will go to BYU to play them in Provo. Like, I think this is going to be some bad blood out here. This was a nice game, a fun thing to watch. Absolutely. Uh, BYU, by the way, lay the number in the rematch uh, in Provo because they are <laughs> furious about this. Here's the thing. I don't know if people uh, – because, you know, this game was on ESPNU, which was wild. Yeah, the college yeah, yeah, game yeah. day game was on ESPNU. I don't know if people – you maybe missed the very beginning of this game. BYU's first offensive play, they got Coastal to punt. Oh, a 96 96-yard <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. Right? And in that right. moment, you go – Oh, this yep. is yep. going to be bad. <laughs> yes. And it got called back for holding. Yes. And then everything they else. Also, though, early in the game, like on fourth down, they were trying double passes and stuff, right? And the then game, they found yeah. themselves in a game. Then they found themselves no, in a game the, and all sorts of The game was a joy. The game was a treasure. The game is the perfect example of why we need eight teams. That way, that game is not some. Oh, look at these right. cute little teams and some <laughs> consolation. No, that's the type of game that you want to have. Hey, these might have playoff implications. And by the way, because people want to hold this sanctity of it all, they, both teams probably still don't have enough to get into the top eight, regardless of the result. But it gets them close. It gets the conversation <laughs> rolling, which is cool. What a what a great win for Coastal. Give them all the credit. What a year for that program. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. And credit and to BYU for taking that game. Credit to right. BYU. It was for a bad, tough game. spot for them. I told you late in the week that is a tough spot for BYU. Yep. They stood up and laid up to the moniker anytime, any place. But now the zero is gone for their record. Hour number two of the early line. Up after this. <laughs> 